and dads welcome to another episode in our nfl preview series where we go division by division try to identify the fadeable narratives the ride teams the fade teams heading into the 2022 nfl season whether you're listening or watching make sure you're following our twitter at fade you sports make sure you're also subscribed to our youtube page our tiktok and our podcast and all of those links can be found in our pinned tweet on twitter at fade you sports today we're previewing the afc north this is the fifth of our division previews if you missed our previous division by division looks check those episodes out either on youtube or in podcast form and we did this one a little bit differently uh we had previously pre-recorded our uh fade you podcast episode with ariel epstein the prop queen she's a big baltimore ravens fan so we invited her on to do the afc north preview with us so I'm going to transition into our previously recorded show with Ariel, but this is our AFC North division preview. So enjoy. So we wanted Ariel to come on. She's a huge Ravens fan. And so we've been doing our division previews. We've done four already. So check those out if anybody's listening. And we got four more, including the AFC North, which we'll do with Ariel right now. And so the AFC North finished last year. Uh, we laughed at Kyle when he said the Bengals would be good last year, and they ended up winning the division at 10 and 7. So shout out Kmart. And Steelers 9, 7, and 1, Browns 8 and 9, Ravens 8 and 9. Uh, the 2022 win totals are a little all over the place. I've seen Bengals at 9.5. I've seen them at 10. I've seen Ravens at 9.5 with like huge juice on the over. I've seen them at 10. I've seen the Browns. I mean, they're a little all over the place because Watson. And then I've seen the Steelers, I think, at 7.5, 8. Something like that. So let's start with the Ravens because, Ariel, that's your team. Um, you're very high on them this season. Explain. I never in my life have bet the Ravens or the Yankees to win anything. Those are my two teams. This year, looking at this Ravens team, which opened around 24 to 1, got down to about 22 to 1 when I grabbed their Super Bowl odds. This is absolutely ridiculous. It's just a complete slap in the face for a team that was top three to win the Super Bowl, according to the odds, two years ago. Even last year before the season started, this team was top three, top five in the odds. This season, they're looking at all of last season when setting these odds, I guess. The Ravens had no running backs. They were all gone before the season started. The Ravens lost their cornerback, Marcus Peters, before the season started, who is their interception leader. That led to pretty much losing the rest of their secondary throughout the season, where the Ravens head coach John Harbaugh had to go for it multiple times throughout the year while the clock was winding down on the goal line. Instead of trying to just tie the game up and go to overtime, he couldn't. Harbaugh didn't trust any of his secondary to last because it was third, fourth string members of the secondary. Then on top of all of it, you lose your MVP, your quarterback, Lamar Jackson, for pretty much the second half of the year. All that said, that team was still, until the second to last week of the year, in the playoff hunt. How? How? They have a backup quarterback, Tyler Huntley, who is amazing. I mean, he just had a preseason game, a hell of a preseason game for the second one. He had a great end of the year last year. The Ravens 
still were able to get close enough with all of that considered. Their head coach, Sean Harbaugh, is one of the best in football. They have one of the best kickers to solidify the game in football. If the Ravens stay healthy this year, there's no doubt in my mind that this team is a potential division winner, that they will go over nine and a half wins. They could potentially be a Super Bowl contender. I did it, obviously. I bet the Super Bowl just because, yeah, I'm a Ravens fan, but I really just felt the odds were terrible. And it showed because in Vegas this past weekend, Kelly and I went around to a few books. The Ravens were already down to 18 to 1, even 16 to 1 in some places to win the Super Bowl. That coming from 24 to 1. Yeah, CLV trophy, you could say all you want, but this Ravens team, they don't have to deal with Ben Roethlisberger anymore in Pittsburgh either. The quarterback situation in Cleveland is a disaster. So they really only have Cincinnati as their competitor in the division this season. Yeah, I'll take the Ravens all day as a healthier Ravens team. I agree 100%. Uh, it's it, it's so rare because they had so much injury, like bad injury luck that you get to buy low on such a good team. And that's what people see. They look at last year's record and they look at, oh, nine and a half, ten and a half. I'm right there with you. I got them, I got them to win the division. I like them to make the playoffs. It's like minus 150. Love that one. A little bit of juice. That's fine. And then a little wild card bet here. J.K. Dobbins, comeback player of the year, 20 to one. I think that's a good one because you know Jim Harbaugh is going to run that ball. I really like that for Dobbins. They also just John put Harbaugh. their yeah John Harbaugh. They almost they also just put Gus Edwards on the uh, the pup list to start the year. Their second string running back, J.K. Dobbins was supposed to have a breakout season last year. He was supposed to be the I mean the jump he was supposed to make was supposed to help catapult what was the number one rushing offense in football to being like 1A. I mean, how much further can you get than one? The Ravens were leading the league in rushing two years ago with Lamar Jackson and a crazy running back room. J.K. Dobbins can do it all. He can catch the ball. He can run with the football. All those different trick plays the Ravens can create around the J.K. Dobbins playbook between him and Lamar Jackson. I'm actually excited that there's a whole season that no other team has seen what they can do with J.K. Dobbins. I really like it, Joe. Yeah, that was just one of the few ones I found. With there's some value there, and then also Dave Ross threw out on on from Vsin today. Lamar twenty to one to win the MVP. I mean, it's worth the fun coupon. Can he break the matrix again? <laughs> yeah. Listen, it's these these bets. I, I don't usually like to do player bets for futures markets. I Kelly asked me if I was on any futures player props, and I said no. I really don't enjoy sitting on those. I'll sit on team bets. I hate thinking about what happens if you miss a game or two. What happens if you get hurt? What happens if X, Y, Z? I mean, there's just so much that factors into a player, especially those season-long stats where it's the yardage on the season for rushing, passing, et cetera. What if the game's a blowout and you don't end up playing for a quarter. There's just so many factors for season long. Now awards are different, of course. Just the season long stuff with those season long props, I stay off those. And it, it sucks. I'm like, uh, I wish I could say something different from what Joe and Ariel have said. But, you know, apart from what they did last year, you know, you got location, 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 but in football, it's attrition, attrition, attrition. And that got them hard last year. So they had 11 draft picks this year. So they have depth added. Um, surprised no one mentioned Isaiah Likely. That kid looks, I know it's preseason, but. Star in the preseason. Wow. 
that's impressive. He looks really good. Uh, you know, they had two first round picks. So, I mean, they, they've done what they need to do in case that injury bug comes back. But, I mean, same thing. Like him over nine and a half when I saw that number is kind of crazy to me. Make the playoffs. Absolutely. Um, I like Joe's, you know, with J.K. Dobbins. I mean, that guy, again, supposed to be a stud last year. So it's just can he, you know, get back to what he was. And, you know, we'll we'll find out. Yeah, the injury point is good. I mean, these typically do regress from season to season. I mean, they were deader last year than Chris Duke's Achilles. And <laughs> sorry, Chris. But yeah, typically, <laughs> typically that will swing back. And I mean, it doesn't always like ask the 49ers, right? They're consistently one of the most injured teams in football year to year. But uh, that's a great point on the injuries and the Ravens. I mean, what about Lamar bulking up? It's I heard he's added like, 15 pounds of muscle or something like that, or 20 pounds. He's bulked up 20 he Better pounds. considering he likes to take those hits. I hope what he does this season is run out of bounds like he started to at the beginning of last year. He got a little better at it two years ago. Then towards the end of the season, he always gets a little cocky and he decides to start taking hits. He better bulk up, I guess. Just don't lose any of that speed, Lamar. That's it. What about his contract, Ariel? Any... Any possibility that's like a weird distraction for the team? It's it's a little bit of a weird situation where he doesn't have an agent, so he's been negotiating the, with the Ravens. He has said after the preseason, that's it. We're going to just play it out. I have no concerns because the media and all of us make bigger stinks about it than it really is. It's not like he's not showing up. He's been there with the team. He's been there for games. He's been around his teammates. This is similar to what we saw with the Yankees and Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge went into the year basically where they said that he was mad at the Yankees and Aaron Judge didn't sign the new deal. He didn't take the deal the Yankees offered him. And he's just going to see what happens this year and test free agency and whatever. We made such a big deal out of it. Guess what? Aaron Judge is the MVP of the Yankees right now. I'm not concerned about this. The Ravens are a really good organization, and I'm not saying that because I'm a Ravens fan. I'm saying it because every player who I've spoken with has told me that the Ravens are one of the most well-run organizations, and every player respects the executives there. And that's why it doesn't worry me. Now, if it's the Yankees, I actually do get worried with them because I do feel the Yankees have done things in the past that have really irritated players. Just watch the Jeter documentary. Jeter talks all the time how he felt the Yankees wronged him. You never really hear that about the Ravens. I just know too many people who have played for the Ravens or have been close to the Ravens that they all agree that they are one of the best organizations that they've ever played for. They will be a fascinating team to keep an eye on. It's probably the most interesting division in the league uh, with all these teams. I mean, let's transition to the Bengals. No longer the Bungles. They make the Super Bowl, and I, I have heard people on wildly different sides about this team going into the season. Do they naturally regress? Do they suffer the Super Bowl loser curse? Or do they continue to grow with all these young studs? Uh, Kyle, you were you kind of hit the nail on the head with the Bengals last season. They, they finally broke out. They went over a win total. Why will they forever. be... Why will they be better? Why won't they regress and and do what every other Super Bowl loser does? 
Yeah, so I mean, probably after the Super Bowl, you know, you start kind of looking at everything and it's, okay, Bengals happens year after year, season win total under. Then you start seeing, you know, off-season acquisitions, beefing up their offensive line, got Lyle Collins, forget the kid from New England. So, you know, two offensive linemen right there because we all remember how Burrow probably busted his appendix in the Super Bowl just being ran over. Um, defensively in the draft, they got a safety corner as well, solidified that and free agency as well, as well as tag Jesse Bates. So they made their improvements nine and a half. It's, are they going to improve? Is Burrow going to be back week one? I mean, I think so. Is he going to take a step down from, you know, not being able to go full reps during this time? I mean, we'll find out, but I think they've done enough. Um, I mean, 10 and 7. I, 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 I know what we were just talking about. You know, I, you know, Ravens, Bengals, I think it's going to be fun. But I'm taking the Bengals. I think their windows now. I think they know it. I think Burrow has – I hate the way I keep saying I think. But Burrow has something special. And, you know, with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, as well as Tyler Boyd. I mean, they got – one of the best receiver rooms in the league and, you know, pretty good running back. So if they can just get that offensive line to pass protect even a percentage better, I mean, that offense could be even more fun to watch. Well, dude, yeah, they, they spent a ton of money on three offense starting offensive linemen. So you got to expect them to hopefully be better. They know where their money's made and that's at quarterback. Give it 55 sacks last season. So if you're looking at the over, you can kind of look at that angle where they, upgraded their biggest weakness at offensive line but if you're looking at the under their strength of schedule year over year they have the what is it there you go largest jump of any team so they went last year they had a really easy schedule this year they have a really hard schedule so i don't know it's a stay away for me but i don't really have a an opinion either way and, and ariel yeah i know you like the under for the Bengals. so why is kyle wrong i love the under for nine and a half wins on cincinnati kyle i understand everything you're saying we all want to have the – we look at the roster. We look at the players. We see who they added, et cetera. I love trends. I always bet trends. The trend here is that if the Cincinnati Bengals have 10 or more wins this year, in the last 10 years they are the only team aside for Bill Belichick and Tom Brady and the Patriots to have an extra win or the same amount of wins as they did the next year after a Super Bowl. Nine out of the last 10 Super Bowl runner-ups have had at least – one win less than their win total from the season before, which means Cincinnati, who had 10, would drop down to nine. But the average is three less wins per team. That's a Super Bowl runner-up. Again, New England, the only team with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick to have a season better than the one before when they were a Super Bowl runner-up. That's the trend that I'm backing, and that's why I say under nine and a half wins especially with a better Ravens team this season too, even though the Steelers and the Browns have regressed. Just look at teams like the 49ers. Look at teams like the like Atlanta. Like There are teams that were Super Bowl runner-ups that the next year you say, what on earth happened to them? Whether it's an injury bug, whether it's just bad luck. You also mentioned the strength of schedule. They have a winning division and Super Bowl runner-up schedule coming up this year, so it's definitely going to be tougher whereas the Ravens have a losing team schedule, which is crazy to think. 
So that's why I'm going with the under uh, nine and a half wins on the Cincinnati Bengals this year. Isn't that why winning in the NFL is so special? Because year to year, it's very hard to win, even with the same team because of injuries, attrition, whatever the case may be. You know, average lifespan of an NFL player is three and a half years. So, I mean, I get all the trends, you know, I mean, we're fade you for a reason. I still see a trend and I'm like, that's great. That means the other side is due. It's like me at the roulette table. Oh my God, it's been black five times. Chris, red. It just, it it cracks me up because the thing about gambling that I learned early on, especially from Yanni the Greek, who is one of the best handicappers in Vegas. He told me, you've got to bet numbers and you've got to take your heart out of the game. If you have all your heart in the game, then you're done. And it's so true because with the NFL, I feel that way. Even with baseball at one point, I felt that way. I thought to myself, why am I capping the NBA so well? I don't even like really watching basketball. Like, I'm not a basketball fan. I didn't grow up watching the NBA. I don't even have an NBA team that I really care about. I got good at NBA betting because I bet numbers. Everything was just about calculating the numbers, seeing the trends, seeing certain players do certain things. I had no heart in the game. Whereas the NFL and MLB, I'm thinking so much about the heart. I got to take that out. And I've done that with the strikeout props. It's all numbers. With the NFL, I have to say it's all numbers based. What numbers can I bet? I I just always crack up because Matt Excursion and I on MLB Network on our show pregame spread always talk about this. He looks at the lineups. He goes, strikeout, strikeout, strikeout. That one's going to strike out. This one's going to strike out. And then I end up hitting my under. He's like, well, how did that happen? It's because I bet the numbers, not where I just think off the top of my head. Oh yeah, I know the sport so well. Let me, no, that's not betting always. There's people out there that don't know anything about the sport somehow end up being millionaires from handicapping games. That's a great point. Last thing on the Bengals, I'm, I'm interested to see how teams defend them. Once it's on tape and teams have an entire offseason, like Chase was a rookie last year, and now they're coming at you with a significantly improved offense, and, and he had one of the best rookie seasons of all time. Burrow really broke out, became a stud. Now that there's expectations and everyone's going to be gunning for them as the Super Bowl runner-up, as the division winner, now teams have watched an offseason worth of tape on them. Are they going to do what they did to the Chiefs last season and kind of figure out how to defend them and sort of take them out of their game a little bit? And we'll see if since he's ready for it, it's going to be that the top of the AFC North. It's going to be a really fun time. And Joe, the Steelers, you can't do what you did this year or what you did last year where you faded them every week in the contest. Big Ben's dead. He's gone. (laughs) RIP. So... But all this team, I mean, all they do is finish over 500. All they do is have winning seasons under Mike Tomlin and make the playoffs. So what's up with the Steelers this season? Yeah, dude, 15 consecutive seasons with a winning record is in jeopardy this year. He, uh, yeah, they have their win total at seven and a half. So Vegas doesn't think Vegas doesn't think they're going to get there. But yeah, Ariel, what I did on the Super Contest last year was we had one of the five plays. We just faded the Steelers every week. It went seven and ten ATS, but it started like. I think it started like six and two. It was amazing, but then it kind of fell apart down the stretch. But I think Vegas finally set the lines right and knew that Big Ben was dead. Big Ben was dead. One thing that you could look at, though, for the Steelers team, if you do think that the Steelers could continue the records of going above 500 under their head coach, Mike Tomlin, 30 to one for Mike Tomlin to win coach of the year. It's not bad. Has he won it? Has he won it before? 
I he has to. Up. He has to have. I feel like he should have. Let's see. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's been there so it. long, and I feel like part of the Coach of the Year award is sort of a narrative award, right? So maybe it's almost like a career achievement thing where first season without Big Ben in forever, if they are. He's never won wins. it. Wow. Okay, so that's so there that's you go. Not a bad. I mean, that, that gives it a little bit more horsepower, not, you know. For sure. If also, that Steelers team finishes above 500 and somehow even makes the playoffs, how it'll like, be play. Yeah. Um, one thing too that kind of helps that narrative as well is uh Brian Flores is now their defensive coordinator. So that's I mean, he he's a good defensive mind. Look at those, you know, Dolphins teams for the longest time. So uh I, I like that narrative. It's not bad. The only thing is they got a really, really tough schedule. It's uh fourth hardest in the in the NFL. So that's a little scary. And um, I got win total seven and a half, but they're only favored in four games all season. So, yikes. Defense should be one of the best in the league. I think it's the most expensive defense in the NFL. I could be wrong. They got studs everywhere. They get Miles Jack from Jacksonville. So, uh, maybe with, and maybe this is what everybody's thinking, but maybe with very questionable quarterback play, and a loaded defense, could we have an under team on our hands? Maybe. I mean, one thing, too, I mean, speaking of trends like we did, kind of like I kind of want to fade these, was uh, they went 8-2-1 and one in one-score games. You got to think that's going to regress back to the mean. And field goal or less games, they went 4-0-1. Oh, so you got to think those are going to split a little bit. I mean, that leads to them winning less games. Yeah, I mean, we'll see how good of a head coach Mike Tomlin is because just look at what Bill Belichick was able to do with his first-year quarterback. I mean, last year, the fact that the Patriots finished one game behind the Buffalo Bills, you also were – I mean, the Patriots were scarier than I thought, and the goal was to start Cam Newton week one, and that never happened. Last last minute, you're putting a rookie quarterback on the field, and you're in contention for the AFC East. If Mike Tomlin can do that with his first-year quarterback, then, yeah, I would say that the odds for him to win Coach of the Year could actually start to shorten from 30-1 to 1 to something a little bit shorter. Yeah, I love that bet, honestly. I never, I haven't looked at that. I, I fired the the Bills head coach to win Coach of the Year, but I wouldn't mind putting two two on the board. But, yeah, it's that's a good bet. But, yeah, no, no lean either way on the, the team total for wins or anything like that. I just don't like to bet on uncertainty. I don't want to bet. I said this last year with the, uh, with the Patriots. I say it this year with the Steelers. I would say this year with um, the 49ers, any team that is making a switch at quarterback or potentially could switch their quarterback. I'm off. And with quarterback questions, you'd like to have a really good offensive line and the Steelers O line is projected to be among they're the, the worst. worst offensive line. It, it was bad they're last terrible. year. You know, they spent a first round pick on a quarterback this year, first round pick on a running back the season before. They've spent a lot of second round picks on wide receivers. So they have not put a lot into the O-line. And that could be uh that could be a problem against some other good defenses. Does anybody have anything on the Browns? I feel like they're just so tired of hearing about situation them. is kind of is just gross. And I mean they get they bring in Watson. It's a it's a pretty good roster. Baker's gone. It's a pretty um, good roster last year. It was a pretty good ro- roster last year, and things didn't work out. So, Ariel, is there any angle on the Browns? 
Mm, uh, what win total are you seeing? Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Seems yeah. High. Here's the thing. Look at the quarterback room. Minus Deshaun Watson, who is suspended. Jacoby Brissett, Josh Dobbs, and Josh Rosen. Which one of them's getting cut? Because they're probably only going to keep two. Maybe they keep three. I'm not sure what happens with Watson, but he's gone for most of the season. Watson. There's. I have no interest in this team. They're going to be swapping quarterbacks like a carousel. No, no, thank you. Bye, bye, Browns. Sorry, Browns fans. I feel terrible for you. You're just jinx, but this is not your year. You should ask Jared what he thinks of uh, Josh Rosen. Uh, he he's a big UCLA guy, so he loves Josh Rosen. And and <laughs> quick story about Josh Rosen. He's a Jew. He is a, he is a Jew. <laughs> Um, he, uh, it, when he was in college, I bet Jared that he wouldn't be a first round pick cause he sucks. And guess what? Jared won the bat. So I had to pay him, but I was right. He sucks. <laughs> he was not a first round pick should not have been, but yeah. Kmart, Kmart. What about the Browns? What about them? Uh, do we do anything with them or no. do we just like put them off to the side? I mean, I think I said it, you know, on one of our last pods, you're just going to have to wait and see what these numbers are. Like there could be value in them, but as of right now, Ariel said it best. Their Brissett's not going to be. I would be shocked if he's a starter the first eleven weeks of the season. Like if they just kept going to him. Like at some point they'll probably go to Dobbs because he might bring more athleticism because the offense could struggle. Receiver wise, not too thrilled with it. He's still got Chubb. Hunt wants out, but I don't really know what's going on there. Did they re-sign him? I, I don't even know. I, don't, I literally don't care about the Browns, but we all know I have that really annoying friend, John, who's a huge Browns fan. So just to spite him, it's kind of tempting. Just, you know, a couple fun coupons under eight and a half. Just yeah. rub it in his face. Because weren't they supposed to win 10 games people. last year? Like they're, they were supposed to be the the, the bungles to go to the Super Bowl. Everyone was all over them and it was quite hilarious to watch. Yeah, they went 2 and 8 against teams with a winning record last season too. So that doesn't bode well for this season. Um if there's only- a th- I always would say because I had a lot of fun doing this last year, I had my favorite and biggest preseason bet was the Jaguars under six and a half wins and it was so much fun to root against the Jaguars last year. You just knew with Urban Meyer as their head coach that it was going to be a disaster with a rookie quarterback, a rookie running back who ends up getting hurt. Game one, they didn't even use James Robinson, which made me even more excited to have that under six and a half because how dare you not use James Robinson? That If you have a team that you're excited to root against, it is so fun to go have that under on the win total. Yeah, that was the Steelers for me last season. I just I don't hate the Steelers. I just thought it was hilarious watching Big Ben's corpse try to play football. <laughs> <laughs> there were some hilarious interceptions. I, I definitely remember that. Oh yeah. And then final thing on the Browns, I guess. Um, but one thing though, they do have a really easy schedule to come. They're starting out. They go Carolina, Jets, Steelers, Atlanta, first four weeks. So they could easily go three and one and look be looking good. And then that's when we'll take the in-season I mean, number. You're getting the revenge game. Baker Mayfield announced the starter for Carolina. Uh, <laughs> I, li- I like we, Carolina in that to, game. Do we have to be on Cleveland in that game? Because the whole narrative the entire week is going to be Baker's revenge. Do you have to say fade you to that and take the Browns? I'm, 
The line may be too astronomical. This could be a Kelly in Vegas situation where she says that the Browns are being severely underbooked and they're getting like maybe, I mean, are they on the road that game or are they in Charlotte? I mean, are they uh, in Cleveland? I think they're on the road. I think it's in Carolina, yeah. Like, I'm going to guess the line because I haven't looked at week one lines in probably a month, four and a half. I Um, saw it around one. But really? That, that was, yeah, that, that was before. Me. That was before they announced Baker. Oh, that's probably why. I could see it going to three, four. Like, just there's no quarterback. Like, we didn't know the situation with Deshaun Watson. We didn't know who the starting quarterback in Carolina was going to be. Now we know that it's going to be Baker Mayfield getting revenge on the Browns. And there's no quarterback in Cleveland right now, except yeah, Brissett. But I mean, come on. Like, do we really trust Jacoby Brissett in a brand new system? For the first time, I don't. Yeah, like yeah. I saw so that it opened plus four and a half for the Panthers. And st- as of right now, I still see minus one and a half for Carolina. Interesting. Wow. I, I got that moving. Right now. After everything you just said, Ariel, naturally the Browns will win by two touchdowns. Probably. That's how the NFL works. Yeah. That's I would sit on that line, though, because if that thing got to like three and a half, because you know the public's not betting yet. The public is waiting until – Thursday to Sunday, most likely Sunday, you're going to see that line move. The lines are only being bet by sharps right now. And honestly, they're probably not even being bet right now. The, the sharps always end up, according to what I've been told by some handicappers who I speak with who are sharps in Vegas, they bet the lines when they come out and then they sit on them until about the week of game one. Yeah. Yeah, there's going to be a ton of movement, that's for sure. Because at least right now, we got 74% of the bets, but 98% of the money on Carolina. What it's only one. Yeah, but it's, but it's, yeah, it's going to move drastically for sure. Yeah, I think that line's going to move in favor of Carolina, and you're going to be able to go on the other side and get Agreed. Cleveland if you really want to. Yeah, yeah so it'll be interesting be a, to see. Excited for big football. narrative season. game. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> narrative right, game, so- yeah. Love bidding the narrative. It's the only sport that I just really enjoy doing that for. The NBA, uh, NBA is like filled with drama queens, so I just never take the narrative too seriously. Um, But NFL, yeah, fade the narrative. is fade you